Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope your day is going super lovely. Have you ever wanted to relocate but found it really, really hard? I hear you. And in episode number 64 today, that is what we're talking about. So hang with me. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. And most recently, I've been specializing and focusing specifically in recruiting. My passion really is helping others and sharing what I know. So I made the podcast. This is a good time to mention pretty much all of my episodes contain adult language. Okay, let's get into it here. So today we are talking about nine different tips that I have for you on relocation. And I know relocation isn't always easy and it's usually very difficult because often people want you to already be moved prior to setting up interviews, of course, depending on the position. And of course, supply and demand because that's just how the world works. (laughs) So my first tip I have for you if you are looking to relocate is to remove the address from your resume. And this is going to help you because if you're trying to relocate to, let's say, oh, I don't know, from Minnesota to California, like I recently did, if I apply to positions in California and people see my Minnesota address, they're going to potentially push my application to the side if they have local candidates that they're interested in talking to. So number one, take the address off your resume. Number two is you definitely need to be doing your research. And this could be very simple, as easy as a quick Google search. For example, let's say you are in the healthcare space. So you would want to Google healthcare companies in fill in the blank city that you want to move to. This is going to be the list that you can target for specific companies to reach out to to see if they have any openings that you could be a good fit for. When I did this and my simple research, when I was moving to Southern California from Minnesota, I had over 40 pages, you guys, of companies that I could target and reach out to. I sent countless invites on LinkedIn to potential hiring managers. Say, hey, I'm moving in six weeks. Hey, I'm moving in four weeks. Hey, I'm moving in two weeks. Here's what I do. I would I would love to talk to you about any opportunities you have now or in the future. The number three tip I have for you is to be open to taking a contract position. Even if you typically are a full-time permanent type of worker, taking a contract could be a quick way for you to get a job while you're making that transition. Which leads really well into number four, which is to partner with employment agencies. And this doesn't have to just be on the contract side, but it definitely could be helpful. So you could partner with certain employment agencies and you could tell them you want full-time permanent roles, or you could tell them you want contract, or you could tell them you're open to both if they work both sides. And again, consulting our best friend Google, you can simply type in employment agencies in fill in the blank city, right? Number five is to be utilizing Indeed. So you can actually set up alerts to see what types of companies are hiring and what types of roles they're looking for. So you could set up an alert for the specific types of positions you want. You could set up alerts for the specific companies you're targeting. And I would recommend doing so. Let's say you know you want to move in the next year. I would set those alerts up now so you can be looking out for the companies and get a feel for, you know, what the employment or what the uh, hiring market looks like in the city you're targeting. Number six, and this is something I did, is I actually flew out a month or two before I moved and I got a P.O. box. Now, technically, (laughs) oh, they want you to have a local address and specifically the USPS, so the post office, 
required me to provide proof of local or permanent address in my new city within 30 days. And I didn't do it. However, they didn't close my box. And I think it was maybe just the guy I talked to because he was training. When I went there, I couldn't open the box. And then I just went to the, you know, the people at the desk and I was like, hey, my box has not been. And then he opened it and it was no big deal. So I don't even think they knew why, but I think I knew why because it took me like two months to move out there. So I, I couldn't obviously provide them like a lease or something like that within 30 days. However, they didn't shut the box down. They just, I don't know, locked it from behind, I guess. I don't even know. Anyway, a PO box allows you to have an address that you can use to complete your applications that's local to the area you want to move to. So then people aren't just dismissing your application or sending you rejection letters because you're out of state and they don't have the budget for relocation. And then number seven is to utilize LinkedIn. And you can utilize LinkedIn in many different ways. You can utilize it to set up job alerts like you can on Indeed. You can, of course, apply to positions on LinkedIn. You can also go to jobs and then it's like open to new opportunity settings and you can turn on a feature of LinkedIn that basically tells other recruiters and hiring managers that you're open to new positions without letting your current employer know, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, leveraging your network and even leveraging your third plus connection connections to ask your immediate connections if they could possibly make an introduction for you. Maybe they are a hiring manager or a potential leader in a company that showed up in your research that you would like to work for. So you can ask your network to make an introduction for you. Number eight is still a unproven idea, (laughs) but I think it's an interesting idea. And if you are willing to move to several cities or you're willing to have different types of roles and you're qualified of course for different types of roles you could get some luck out of this idea and that is this creating a Facebook ad and so I actually tested this and because I am in the HR space specifically recruiting specifically in Southern California within one county unfortunately my target market was like I don't know like I think it was like 600 people so it wasn't that effective because I was targeting people specifically within the recruiting space so it wasn't very helpful but what I did was basically created a Facebook business page and made it look like my LinkedIn so I made I think it was like four or five posts I use Canva to create graphics to mimic my LinkedIn profile and experience. So every graphic was a new position or role I've had to display my experience and then my target audience for the ad was those people within recruiting. Now I got a lot of views, I got a lot of clicks, I got a lot of traction from that perspective. However, I don't think I did it well enough to get a lot of results from actually getting a position. However, it is something that I would be curious to test out in the future and if anyone tries this, definitely let me know because I think especially for contracting or consulting, I think this could be a really useful tool. Okay, number nine is actually relocating before you get a job offer. So this one is a risk and it definitely is something that you would probably want to save up for and make sure you have a few months in the savings at least before you make a move. This one isn't for everyone but it is something to consider. This is actually the approach I took. I took the first about six to eight weeks before I moved. I reached out to employment agencies. I reached out to hiring managers on LinkedIn and I really just started to 
put my name out there and circulate my name and my experience within the job market. And then once I started to get phone interviews, I started to plan my move. And by the time I made the move, I had in-person interviews lined up. So I left Minnesota on a Friday. You guys, no freaking joke. And then I had interviews on Monday out in California. So needless to say, it was an interesting weekend, (laughs) but I did it because I started to you know, plant those seeds prior to my move. So I knew once I got out here and I could just start meeting people in person and take the interview process to the next step that I was fairly confident that I would get a role and I did. So again, that one's not for everyone. Make sure you have your ducks in a row and that you're financially comfortable to do that. And that's something I want to make sure that I reiterate because I would hate for someone to pack up their car and move across city or state or, you know, whatever lines and find yourself in a situation where you're not comfortable and you're unable to pay your bills and you're like, well, Steph told me to take a chance. (laughs) And while I'm telling you if it's right for you to take a chance, just make sure you're going to be financially comfortable doing so. And of course, you know, being non-financial background, it is what it is. That Those are my thoughts for you on that one. All right, guys. So those are my nine tips for you. If you have any other tips, if you have successfully relocated, aside from a company seeking you out and paying for your relocation, because that, of course, is the ideal scenario, uh, definitely let me know some of the tactics you've used and we can share those with the listeners as well. All right, guys. I hope you found that helpful, valuable. If, if you're looking to relocate, hopefully you can put some of these tips to good use. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast and the episode. I really appreciate you being here. You can find the episode description as well as the show notes at the website findingthebestfit.com slash e64 for this week's episode. And I also want to continue to thank the people who are leaving ratings and reviews for the podcast. I really do appreciate it and I absolutely love reading them. It is something that makes me so happy to know that you guys are getting uh, helpful and useful information from the podcast. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you have a great and fabulous rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this episode. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye.